0: Welcome to this copyrighted broadcast of Light Lit. I'm your host, David Levin. In this episode, I will be reading from the novel Meatball Heaven, which is the first book in the trilogy known as the Scruffy series. I will begin by reading chapter three, which will get the listener into the story a bit more quickly than if I had begun with chapter one. The evening air was cool, unusual for July in the Lakeway Hills 10 miles west of Austin. Thermals from the Colorado River rose from the valley and increased in intensity as they rolled over surrounding crests and ridges, capturing children's laughs and giggles in the Alta Vista Community Center and sending them throughout the neighborhood. Rough barked cedar trees filled the rocky landscape and rustled in the wind. Several children bounded into cars in the parking lot. Others got into an SUV that had stopped in the circular drive. Two small figures emerged from the community center and walked along the sidewalk toward a group of townhomes down the hill. The community center was closing for the evening, and the two children were the last patrons to leave. It wasn't much more than a block to the welcoming lights of the multi-storied residences built on the side of a hill. Streetlights along the way left unlighted patches of forest for the children's imaginations to craft into ominous layers of hidden monsters to outwit before they reached home. From the bottom of the hill, in the murky air formed by a small lake surrounded by thick woods and spiny brambles, where Cactus and Rattlesnake lived. Something moved on four legs close to the ground, up the hill, toward the sidewalk above. It was about the size of a mountain lion, but had a very different appearance. And, unlike the mountain lion, no bullet could stop this creature. Black, sharp scales covered its muscular body, long tail, and double-jointed legs. Its eyes focused on the top of the hill, able to penetrate darkness. Long, curved claws cut the rocky land as it gained ground, and toxic saliva dripped from two serrated fangs. Heat rose from the creature, infusing a putrid odor into the surrounding air. The children walked on, stopping to retrieve a rock and a stick. Weapons they would use against any boogeyman that leaped from the thick cedars, but no defense against the real monster, now only a few feet from the sidewalk. It waited for the children in the underbrush, quiet, except for foul breath exhaled from an elongated mouth filled with sharp teeth. The children were only five yards from the hiding place where death waited for them. Five yards became four, then three. They stopped. Something had caught their attention, a glow in the woods below. Before they resumed their walk, the glow moved upward, through the cedar trees. You see that, the girl said. A 10-year-old boy responded, yeah, probably, he laughed, a superhero, or something like that to protect us. The girl did not laugh. Hope it's not a UFO, They abduct people and do terrible experiments on them. Don't be stupid. Everyone knows UFOs aren't real, the boy said, as a lump formed in his stomach. They watched the glow move closer and retreated toward the lights of the community center to place a greater distance between them and the mysterious glow. The light glided silently up the hill toward the creature. Its wide, flat head focused on the glow and hissed. A forked tongue tested the air. The ball of light moved closer, illuminating claws and fangs, and the creature turned like a snake. It coiled and sprang toward the onrushing light. The two met in a flash of energy. They became an indistinguishable ball rolling down the hill, over rocks, around cedar trunks, across cactus. Growls and snarls filled the air, and rocks flew from the ground in all directions. Snapping jaws crushed wood and rock alike. The battling entities seared trees and bushes, moved laterally and up the hill before falling again. A gaping mouth revealed multiple rows of blood-stained teeth, while claws and fangs flashed in the light surrounding the battle to the death. Cedar trees fell. Cactus split open to release water boiled by intense heat of the struggle. The light began to fade as monster sounds fell silent. Night's darkness retook the depths of the hill. The glowing ball and the scaled creature vanished from thick forest. The children were wide-eyed, they cautiously walked to the sidewalk's edge and peered down the hill. What was that, the boy said, holding his sturdy stick firmly in a small hand. Maybe a coyote. It's probably gone. He threw the stick down the hill before grasping the girl's hand, both running as fast as they could to the townhouse lights. From somewhere far above, a gentle wind rushed toward earth, and rustled the cedar fronds, almost as though God had exhaled in relief. This would be a good night. There would be no missing children in these hills. This night, the children would return home.